I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome and welcome and welcome in episode 35 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football, I am your humble host, Evan Brown. As always, the humblest host. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution, like Revolution, but with my name. Welcome to the Evanlution. And you can follow the show at Dynasty Debates. Like it says on the title, you can also send an email, dynastydebates at gmail.com. Many ways to get involved and get in touch. Hope you are enjoying the Building the Big Board series. We are all about the rookie fever this time of year. We're doing short daily episodes, 20-25 minutes, breaking down two prospects at a time with different amazing guests who bring their own flavor and unique style. This week, we are diving into wide receivers. So we've wrapped up a good chunk of the running backs. We might hit them again. You never know. It's always a good time. But for now, we are diving headfirst into the wide receivers with a special guest who has actually graced the podcast before. None other than the Michael Bauer at Rewind CEO on Twitter, host of the Dynasty Rewind, a great fantasy football podcast you can catch on all your major podcast listening platforms. Without further ado, let's get to some wide receivers. Something is wrong with you! I got a fever! Adam himself could not resist the temptation of rookie fever! So as I mentioned, I am joined once more after a very long time by a very special guest, uh, Jack Bowers, long lost cousin, who is a dynasty fantasy football aficionado, the one and only Mike Bauer at Rewind CEO. Mike, how the heck are you, bud? I'm great. I, I don't think I'm actually related to Jack per se, uh, but I'm, I'm good. I'm happy to be back. You would say that, though, to be fair. I, I, well, I might have to legally. It hasn't been that long, has it? It was just last off season, I believe I was on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the show's only been going since um, week one of the last season. So yeah, so, you were on during the season. So, but it was like, feels like it was about six months ago or something like that. All right. Well, then we'll have to do this more frequently. How's that sound? Exactly. So we're going to start diving into some wide receivers. And I don't know about you, so I'll not speak on your behalf, but I really like this wide receiver class. I'm pretty excited about it. I think there's definitely some some interesting guys, some guys that are going to make an impact at the next level. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a lot to talk about, and we are going to dive right in and guess first. So we're going to follow the same sort of format. We're going to be covering two prospects at a time. We'll take turns giving our insights and opinions, and then we will bounce in and just kind of give our, our um, the second secondary take, the tertiary take, um, see if there's anything that we want to disagree on or argue about for a little bit, and then we'll give our rookie draft grade. So first up is, drumroll please, Chris Olave. So what a cool surname, sort of like Olive. Chris Olive, Chris, Ol yeah. Chris Olave from Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Interesting, interesting dude. He is a senior, uh, 21 years old. He was only a three-star recruit coming out. He's six foot tall, 187 pounds, 
with nine and a half inch hands. Got to throw the hand size in there because we've got the official combine measurements. You know, it's very important. Makes us official. Hashtag. Um, and so with the combine and speaking of the combine, he ran a four three nine forty. Obviously, it was a very fast track at the combine. A lot of fast fast times but 439 is pretty pretty good um so even if it was a bit slower still be a four fours so he's very fast dude he had a 32 inch vert and a 10 foot four inch broad jump he was a three sport athlete in high school so he obviously played football but he also played basketball and he was a track star hence the fast times um interestingly so um we're not going to dive too far into the analytics yet here because me and mike are both a bit of film heads but he did have a breakout age of 19.2 for you analytic heads um and basically that is 85th percentile so it's really good a really nice young breakout age and he had a 26 percent college target share which is 77th percentile so again if you're starting to dip your toe into analytics or think about analytics those are both really nice numbers to hear nice things to um to look at when you're kind of scouting from an analytical perspective and a little interesting side nug here for you about chris olave he's the all-time leader in touchdowns for ohio state so that's pretty impressive because yeah. Ohio State's a fairly prestigious program when it comes to pumping out some pretty high-level wide receivers. And um, last things here, just to give you a stat line for him. So in 38 games, came away with 175 receptions for 2,702 yards, 15.4 yards per reception, and 35 touchdowns. So I feel like I have vamped enough, and obviously I – kind of like Chris Olave. I'm going to throw it to Mike here. Guess first. Mike, what do you think of Chris? Let's let's hear what your in-depth analysis is on Mr. Olave. So I like Chris Olave. Um, I think he's a guy, if you can't get Garrett Wilson and you're afraid of James Williams, John Metsy because of their late season injuries, then this is a very good, you know, air quotes consolation prize. Um, he kind of reminds me a lot of Devontae Smith as far as height and his frame. You know, he's not really super bulky. He's kind of slight in his build. However, um, I think he's fast off the line. I don't think he has elite top end speed. I know the 40 yard dash was very good, but that's 40 yards in a straight line, not against defensive backs trying to bump you off your route. So uh, you always have to consider what these guys are doing at the combine workout speed and game speed are two completely different things. And I think people realize they don't realize that I'm sorry. Um, but he is definitely fast enough. One thing I like about him, his concentration and game and situational awareness is fantastic. That burst off the line is good. Um, he separates really good against lesser defensive backs as a slot receiver, um, which brings my release score down a little bit. But he does struggle seemingly against elite top, top outside defensive backs. So maybe they project him inside at the next level. I don't know. Route running is good. He is a pure hands catcher, which I absolutely love. And that's something that I think needs to be looked at. Um, contested catch is okay. And I think he, he's going to need to pack some more weight onto his frame. Again, I think he's a little slated 187 pounds. Um, not the most physical wide receiver out there in this class for sure. Also in your intro, you said you like the, this wide receiver class. I do too. And I think a lot of people are saying the 23 class is better. Let's not forget guys go back for seniors all the time. Like Chris Olave, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. These guys broke a lot of hearts last year or the year prior when they went back. So you know, you do have to do your due diligence and scouting because this draft is happening now. Um, he He's good at run blocking, good enough. My only problem is, you know, this is wide receiver you. 
we, we could say that, right? Like this is one of the places that if you're drafting a wide receiver from Ohio State, as much as it pains me to stay, I'm a Penn State fan, even though I'm wearing Washington State Cougars hat, or Alabama, you know these guys are going to be pretty legit. He broke a thousand yards in a season, only two thousand some yards in four years. I get there was a lot of good talent, but I think he's more of a possession wide receiver in the NFL, and that's fine because most leagues are PPR half point PPR. So let me give you the breakdown of the scoring setup. It goes two through nine are complete scores. Two is developmental. Three is a role player. Four is a backup. Five is serviceable. Six is good starter. Seven is pro bowler. Eight is all pro. And nine is a hall of fame. I have him at 5.44, which projects almost halfway between serviceable and good starter. I think he's going to be somewhat landing spot dependent. And I actually think he would be better if he went somewhere with a weaker armed quarterback, believe it or not. Like if somebody like a Baker Mayfield was throwing him the ball um, or even a Jared Goff, although Jared Goff's deep ball isn't that bad. because I think he's a slot possession guy. He can probably work on the outside. We'll see what happens. But that being said, I'm completely fine with drafting Chris Olave. None of the other guys that we're talking about tonight are available. I actually might take him over some other guys that we'll be talking about later. Maybe one, probably two, but I'll probably like late first, early to mid second in a rookie draft is probably where I'm looking to take Chris Olave. I mean, is that in a super flex or in a one QB? I think that uh, one quarterback, he's probably going to go, he could go mid to um, late first. I think, you know what? We actually just did a mock last week. Let me see where he went. Give me one second. I'm going to find that information out for you. Okay. Yeah, no, no problem. I mean, I like a lot of what you said there. I think I really, I really like Chris Olave and I feel like, his some of the shine has been taken off him because people forget just how incredibly dominant he was when Justin Fields was throwing him the ball. So I think, you know, definitely, like you said, depending on the circumstances he finds himself in, he could very easily be like a wide receiver two for an NFL team, not necessarily their alpha wide receiver, but I think he could definitely be really productive for fantasy. He's so smooth at his route running. He's really, really good at finding those soft spots in zone coverage. I mean, honestly, one of the things I remember watching his film and just being like, what's happening? Are these guys afraid to guard him or something? Cause they would throw the ball to him and like the closest defender would be like eight yards away from him. I'm like, what is happening? Are we just not covering Chris Olave? So no, I, I really like him. I think he, like you said, he's a willing blocker. Um, he has a really good first step, very smooth route runner. I do think he's pretty fast. I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, he doesn't have necessarily Christian Watson or Jameson Williams speed by any means, but I definitely think he's fast enough. He's certainly going to be able to burn any sort of slower corners or, you know, guys who aren't elite with their speed. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not really, like you said, I, I like that comp in the sense that he's a smooth route runner. He's he's good with his hands catching. He's really solid, obviously, in a red zone. I mean, leading all-time leading, you know, touchdown scorer for Ohio State. You're going to have to be pretty good in the red zone. I think I think he's undervalued. I mean, honestly, like because I think people have gotten more and more excited about some of these other names. So I 100% agree with you. Um, I, in a 1QB league, personally, yeah, I'm totally comfortable taking him in the mid first. Like, after those first couple big name receivers, receivers gone and off after like say Kenneth Walker and uh, Brees Hall are gone you know I'm I'm totally happy anywhere short of 106 107 something like that or later 
absolutely happy taking him there because I think you're going to get a really solid, really solid receiver who, like you said, will have really good PPR value at least and probably be a red zone target for his team. And I think he has a really solid chance of being a first round wide receiver in the NFL draft. And that'll just be even better, you know, sort of draft capital will just be another box ticked for him. So have I vamped long enough for you to find the information there for me? <laughs> 107 in a one quarterback mock draft. Boom. See, nailed it. You were close to what you said. So he's probably and in a super flex. I'm thinking it'll be closer to late first, early second. Yeah. You know, some quarterbacks are going to sneak up there. But then again, you know, we, we need to remember that super flex does not mean two quarterback. It means super flex. It could be anything. Yeah. And there are going to be times where, you know, uh, everyone says super flex equals quarterback, but I'm sure last year there were some running backs. You would have pro- probably preferred to start over a guy like Jake from <laughs> right. So, you know, yeah. Superflex needs to be taken with a grain of salt. I think people need to realize that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think especially with this quarterback class, you're right. There's not going to be, you know, five quarterbacks taken in the first round of the rookie draft. Most likely. No way. You know, there's probably okay. one or two really um, that are going to go in the first round. I mean, at least that I would be super comfortable taking in the first round or the high first round. So, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, he's going to bump down a couple spots, but even in a super flex league, I'm definitely happy taking Chris Olave anywhere from like the 108, 19 and on. So yeah, there you go. I think we're both on the same page, more or less super good player, really consistent, may not necessarily be elite. He may never be a top 12 fantasy wide receiver, but he could very easily be a solid mid wide receiver to low end wide receiver too, which is again, super helpful for your fantasy team. Absolutely. We are moving on then to the second wide receiver. And this is one of my guys. So I've already prepped Mike here that he's not allowed to say anything too bad or mean about this player. Um, But no, I'm joking. If he wants to say mean things, that's fine. Everyone's allowed to be wrong. Um, So we are going to talk about the one and only the, the, the guy who has been climbing, maybe pole vaulting up some people's draft boards in the last couple of months here. It is Christian Watson. So if you've been paying any attention from the senior bowl or through the combine, you've probably already heard the name Christian Watson. He is out of North Dakota state, the bison's. Probably not a lot of film you've been watching about the Bisons, um, at least if you're just a casual you know, college football fan or anything like that. But um, he was the guy who on all of you know Trey Lance's highlight reel films from college was on the end of the long bomb touchdowns and things like that. So he is that dude. He's a red shirt senior. He was only a two-star recruit coming out of high school, so not highly sought after. Um, so as far as like his physical attributes he comes in at six foot four 208 pounds with 10 inch hands so he is a pretty big dude it's kind of like your prototypical like x receiver he's got that body size um he's blazing fast he ran a four three six forty and even though it was a fast track um i'll talk about it in a minute here but you see that speed show up on film so i'm comfortable that 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 is game speed as well he has a 38 and a half inch vert which is immense like that's insane um and he had 11 foot four inch broad so again we talked about it with running backs but again just as a little refresher even with the 40 but especially with the vert and the broad all we're really excited about what we're kind of looking and trying to peek behind the curtains is to see their uh really their explosion, their short area burst, um, and that kind of how that translates into their game with their route running and how they get off the line as for their wide receivers, if they can, how they can go up and, you know, high point balls, 50, 50 balls deep, you know, how they're 
<clears throat> how they're going to be with contested catches, things like that. So we're not doing that because we're expecting them to literally pull vault over all the defenders all the time, though that is exciting. Um, it is just about kind of trying to get a peek behind how athletic are they, how what is their their burst and their actual like um, you know, what what is their explosive capabilities? And that's what the the vert and the broad jump and even really the 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 40 yard dash to some extent. Um breakout age, like we touched on earlier was a 20.3 so not as exciting it's only 53rd percentile so it's nothing really to jump up and down about a um, couple little things about him so he was a two-way player in high school um, so he played offense and defense um, for his high school football team and he did compete in track and field so he was a two-sport athlete now as far as with the bisons he had 105 receptions for 2140 yards and 14 touchdowns and he was also utilized in rushing um, so as like a, a running back out of the backfield and he was utilized on kick returns so he could be a help at the next level on special Special teams. Now, one thing to keep in mind because you hear that stat line, stat line, and it doesn't sound overly prolific, but again, context is really important here. And the thing about the Bisons is that they are a super run-heavy team, like hugely run-heavy. Um, in 2021, his 43 receptions actually accounted for 27% of the team's total receptions and more than doubled the next closest receiver's 20 receptions on the season. Like I, um, I've actually, when I was doing a bit of research on him and I actually am doing a write-up for a, a draft magazine here. And when I was looking up some of the stats and things like that, it was actually really interesting because just as an example in 2021, just to kind of explain what I'm talking about, the Bisons had 678 rushing attempts as a team, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, and only 257 pass attempts. So that just shows you, I mean, that is ridiculous. Um, they are an FCS program. They're not like a, you know, they're not in Ohio State, of Georgia. They're not one of those kind of programs. And it's obviously clearly massively lopsided towards a, a run heavy game, which is not what you're going to see necessarily anywhere in the NFL. Even the most run heavy teams are closer to 50 50 um, than they are like the, the way the Bisons ran. So that gives you a little bit of a, a background. He had a great senior bowl. So he was invited to the senior bowl. Kind of got a lot of applaud, a lot of um, a lot of people just saying he was probably the best receiver at the Senior Bowl. Then he goes to the Combine, tears it up. He's one of the top three, top five testers for the 40, for the vert, for the broad jump. So athletically, I think we've ticked a lot of boxes and answered a lot of questions about whether he can hang at the next level, whether he's going to be able to kind of compete at the next level. So I'm comfortable that athletically he's more than capable uh, to to take, you know, take on the big boys from the SEC and all that kind of stuff. Um, as far as the actual film itself, so I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say, you know, look, just cause he's one of my guys and I'm really excited about him. I'm not going to say that he's like the perfect prospect and like, he's, you know, bulletproof and he's going to come out and he's going to like make Jamar chase look silly. No, I'm not saying that at all. So let's just, let's cool down, calm, calm down. I'm just being honest. I love the guy. I'm excited about his potential, but you know, you do, you do see that he's from an FCS school. You do see some flaws in his game. You do see some areas where he needs improvement. I mean, there was a lot of drops, you know, when you were watching his film, but to be fair, to counteract that, there was a lot of really bad quarterback play as well. Um, Trey Lance was great, you know, and Trey Lance was really, really good, but that was only up until 2020. So last year's film, there's a lot of really bad quarterback play. And, um, you know, one of the things I really did like about him actually came from that bad quarterback play because 
I think he has really good body control and there's a lot of times where he's contorting to catch these like crazy thrown passes and he's like having to readjust in air um, and because of his athleticism so his ability to go up and high point a ball and he's already 6'4 so he's a big dude he's able to go up and high high point the ball he's very good at contested catches um, he can kind of like there's times where he just looks he's very acrobatic and he can go down the middle if he's going down the seam he'll just go up and kind of like turn I remember one play where he does like almost like a full like 180 to try and turn around and catch the ball with his other hand um so he's he's definitely got really good body control um he is he does need to work on his route running i think in the fc at the fcs level he was able to really win with just his pure raw athleticism because he was more athletic than most of the other guys you could see him at times just beating corners with speed he would just put the pedal to the metal and just burn them. Um, didn't need to necessarily be a really crisp and solid route runner. So I do think his route running needs a little bit of help. But again, that's something that can be taught, that can be coached at the next level. He certainly has the skills and the drive to be able to continue to improve in that area. The things that I really liked about him that were really exciting, he was utilized all over the field. He's utilized in the short, um, short passing game with screens, with little tiny dump offs, with jet sweeps. And like we alluded to, as even as a running back at times with just taking handoffs, he was also used in intermediate crossing routes um, out of the slot. And then obviously at 6'4", and as a burner, he's used as a deep, a deep man at times. You know, he has lots of really lovely, you know, 60-yard crazy deep bombs on his film that you can watch. So that's really cool to see. He's utilized all over the field. Um, he's a very willing blocker as well. And he's not only a good blocker, but he's a smart blocker. There was a couple of plays I really enjoyed watching where, you know, he would come down and he would throw sort of a key block to really free up the running back to get the yardage that he needed or to get a touchdown. He's a real team player. Um, you can just hear that in his, in his um, interviews and things like that. He's good at creating yards after the catch when he catches it in space and when he catches it on the run sometimes i saw them try and utilize him where they would just dump the ball off to him and he'd be flat-footed behind the line of scrimmage and he wasn't great at that i didn't feel because he doesn't he's not necessarily an overly shifty elusive guy because he, he is so big and he has such a tall lanky frame but once he's going it's really tough <laughs> it's really tough to bring him down because he has a lot of speed he's got a lot of burst um and he is just a big guy and he knows how to handle his frame well um so yeah he's better when he's already in motion and so through a jet sweep or just catching it on the run and creating after the catch. But um, yeah, he's got a really good burst even from still. So I'm really excited about Christian Watson. I think he's got a lot of tools. I mean, the, the, you can't teach size. So you can't teach a player to be 6'4", 208 pounds. And then when you combine that with 10-inch hands, which obviously means he's got a really, really good great sized hands for those catches. He's got a big, massive catch radius. Um, he's got a lot of speed, a lot of burst, a lot of athleticism. So yes, he needs to tighten up his route running. Yes, he needs to, um, you know, get a little bit new, more nuanced in certain areas of the field when it comes to the next level. So there's a little bit to work on, but man, he has the tools and I'm really excited about him. But before I, I mean, all I've got to say, look, call me Sherlock Holmes here. Cause I need, I need Watson on my team. I need Dr. Watson here on my team. Um, so I'm, I'm a fan. I'm all in on Christian Watson hype train. What do you think, Mike? Are you going to call me crazy or are you going to agree with me and we'll get on this hype train together? You're not crazy. Um, I like Christian Watson. You, you mentioned a lot of it. You nailed a lot of it. Um, all I can really have add to that, I should say, he's almost always going to win in a one-on-one -on -one situation. Um, the only problems I have with Christian Watson, and I think it's coachable, okay? His short area separation when he's running routes is not the best. 
he seems to separate better the farther the route goes down the field because of his long speed. Again, this could be a technique thing. It could be a coaching thing. Like you said, his route running was not the best. So to me, he should, and I'm an Eagles fan through and through. I actually think the best place for him to go would be a place like the Dallas Cowboys where he's behind CD lamb. They're probably going to, well, Mari Cooper just got traded today to the Cleveland Browns. So he doesn't have to come in and be the guy. That would be an ideal spot for him. And as a fantasy manager, you're going to have to be patient. Um, that's really you. You nailed it. The quarterback play and the run first offense. People really overlook that when they just look at stats and numbers. The quarterback play, especially last year, was just not good. It was not good at all. Uh, also, one last thing to add, body control is just stellar on Christian Watson. Um, that being said, in a one quarterback league, he's probably going to go late first-ish, I would think. Um, I'm comfortable drafting him there comfortable drafting for the ceiling super flex. He's, he might fall a little bit to like two, three to mid second, somewhere like that, which again, I'm comfortable with that as well, but you, you nailed everything on the head with Christian Watson. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super happy that we are still friends and we're still able to talk after that because you know, if you came out and said absolutely. you hated him and you thought he was sucked and I was just like, that's it, get out. Um, no, I'm joking, but look, yeah, absolutely. I think you're, I agree with you. I think that the way the hype chain's going, if he gets, cause I mean, at this stage, I would be really surprised if he gets out of the second round of the NFL draft, you know, like I, I would I be very surprised second. if he doesn't get, you know, taken in the mid to late second round at the, at the latest. So yeah. with the hype chain building with the potential draft capital, I think you're hundred percent right. He probably doesn't get out of the end of the first round in a one QB league. And he might, he might make it into the top of the second, you know, two Oh one, two Oh two sort of area. Me personally, because I believe in the traits and because I like what I see, I'm totally comfortable taking him there. Um, I understand some people maybe not, comfortable but for me personally if you're sitting there at the you know in a one qb league if you're sitting at one 111 112 and he's still on the board i'm not going to be mad at you for reaching up and taking him especially like the 111 112 and later anywhere in the second round i think that's a steal i think that's a great pick because i just think he's got a lot of talent um, and he could very well be a solid contributor at the next level so there you go folks the first two in the bag no fights no anger no shouting but hey, give it time. We still got a couple more to cover. So uh, stick with us. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And hopefully this is helping you build your big board. I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead because I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said and listen to me. What you really want to do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. <laughs>